And now, from the gleaming spires of Chicago, broadcasting across the multiverse, from the heights of Hlidskjalf to the depths of Niflheim, from the MCU to the DCU, from the slopes of Mount Olympus and beyond, you are tuned to the immortal sounds of Radio Free Asgard. And hello everybody, welcome to Radio Free Asgard. This is episode number 307. We're coming at you, as always, from beautiful Chicago, Illinois. Hope you liked the uh, mythology episode last time around. Yeah, it was a kind of a fun one. And uh, yeah, so what else is going on? I hope everybody has uh, been going out to see Black Panther. Yes, that is out. And uh, Pete and I went to go see it last weekend. And I will say, it is definitely one of the better Marvel movies that we've seen. Of course, we've seen them all. But, you know, it's uh, it's one of the better ones. Now, I'm not going to say it's one of the best ones and there's a couple reasons for that i guess i'll give you a kind of my my little elevator review of it because you know it's a a really beautiful movie to look at the the cinematography the photography is well done very well directed um my issue with the movie and as far as what is kind of quote-unquote wrong with it is that it's very by the numbers the plot is nothing special um, what makes the movie work is the acting and the casting and the interesting characterizations that we get. There's some really, really great stuff going on. I love their take on uh, Mumbaku. I, I really like the you know Wakanda in general. I think what they what they've done with it design wise, what they've done with it as story wise, as far as trying to explain what Wakanda is all about. I do have a a little bit of an issue with their explanation of vibranium because vibranium is you know in the comics actually has some properties that are not related to how strong the metal is. It has some you know, vi- you know vibration absorbing properties which they don't talk about at all. They they just kind of describe it as like the toughest metal known, which I thought was adamantium, but you know Adamantium, is that a Fox property? <laughs> I don't know. But uh, anyway, yeah, it just seems to me that there, there's just that one thing that kind of stuck out at me and made me go, huh, what? Oh, no, that's not right. You know, by and large, really like Black Panther and hope that uh, everybody out there goes to see it because I think that good movies deserve our support. And, and Black Panther, it's a good movie. All right, so without any further ado, we have an issue of Ragnarok to cover. So let's do that right after the music. Cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard, where the booming heavens roar. You behold in breathless wonder the god of thunder, mighty Lord. All right. So this week we are looking at Ragnarok number nine. Number nine? Number nine? Number nine? Anyway, yeah, so (laughs) uh, this was published in 2015 by IDW, and the cover art is by Walt Simonson and shows Thor standing heroically with his hammer held high over his head, and uh, in the background, he is the, uh, the image of the dead child, Drifa. 
um, with the like zombie-like eyes, and there's some sort of blood or ooze or something coming out of her nose and the corner of her mouth. I guess that that's what happens when you uh, get smacked with Mjolnir to death. So uh, yeah, very dynamic cover, very striking uh, cover. It, it, it looks very much like something we might see on the cover of a uh, one of uh, Simonson's Marvel issues, except that of course this version of Thor being very very different. We open up to the uh, summary page here where we have the credits. Walt Simonson was the writer and artist. Laura Martin is the colorist. John Workman did the lettering. Scott Dunbeer is the editor. Krista Meisner, Meisner, Meisner was the production person. And Ted Adams is the publisher. Our story so far. The gods are dead, save Thor. Asgard lies in ruins. And in the midst of that destruction... The black elf assassin, Regan, stands over the body of his lifeless child, shoulder to shoulder with Thor Odinson. They face the numberless hordes of fire demons sent by Surt, the lord of the burning Southlands, to destroy all that is left of the gods' once golden realm. Together, Thor and Regan slay the enemy legions. Then Regan turns to face the slayer of his child, Thor Odinson himself. And wielding the cursed blade Tyrfing, he strikes. Kapow! So yeah, uh, this came out in May of 2016, by the way. And I don't know how much it costs because the cover price is not on the scan. The name of the story is The Games of Life and Death. And the uh, splash page shows Reagan, And he is stabbing Thor through the arm. Looks like he uh, tried to stab him, but Thor rolled. And, uh, so, yeah, he's got his uh, shot that Thor offered him uh, for, for assisting him against the, the hordes of Surt. And there's a lot of blood coming out of, of Thor's arm. And he has stabbed him, and then we get a close-up of Thor. This is a scully you know, face, his corpse face. And Thor says, hmm, stings. That must mean I'm still alive. My lord, I didn't actually mean to cut you. The sword twisted in my hands. I did warn you that Tyrfing is cursed. If I do decide to kill you, I don't want it as a gift from this blade. Drifa's still dead, and that's forever. A little more time won't matter to her while I find out if you have something else in mind. I can always kill you. I didn't say anything about granting you a second try, says Thor. I don't want any gifts from you either. I do my own killing, says Regan. Good, says Thor. I like a man who takes pride in his work. And there's a big skadoo dude. No. And there's a big uh, skadow-dow-dow sort of sound effect. And uh, Regan turns and says, What's that? And the Thor says, The fire starters of Muspelheim are discorporating, being called back to the realm of fire to be reborn. Shortly, Surt will know that his legion of berserkers has failed. He will surmise that I am still alive. I hope he will sleep less easily in that knowledge. And so, yes, all the uh, little fire guys have uh, kind of exploded. And uh, they're like little smoking spots on the ground where they used to be. And there's a big, um, like a big lightning or white fire sort of magical... I don't know, it's a pyre, I guess, and it, it's shooting up uh, flames or whatever from looks like an altar, and uh, Reagan doesn't know what it is. He's like, and that? An eternal dance of lightning, 
hallowing the pyre that burns everything I hold dear, says Thor. Oh, so this is what, what Thor was burning all the bodies on earlier. In the future, I hope it will be a beacon of hope to all those in the Dusklands, that retribution and a restoration of the land may yet be possible. And if you should die, says Rain, then I'll never know how the story ends. And he has a moment of weakness uh, where he's kind of unsteady, and Reagan's like, Thor, call Lady, says Thor. I have need of the restorative she bears. She's coming already, says Reagan. And we have this uh, um, lizard horse thing that, uh, remember, uh, we talked about a few issues ago. We haven't seen Lady for a few, couple of issues. And uh, she comes and she does this sort of a cat-like head bump with Thor. <laughs> and uh, Thor says, Ah, lady, you are a true companion. The sword wounds still hurt, and a taste of the apples of Idun will restore me. And so Thor reaches into the saddlebags that uh, lady is, uh, is carrying, and he grabs out a few uh, slices of apple, and he shoves them in his gob. And it kind of looks like he's shoving them in his nose because he doesn't have a lower jaw, so I don't know how he's chewing on these. He's kind of dropping them down his throat, I guess. Anyway, and uh, he's, he sits down, and uh, he says, uh, Better. The pain eases. And what of Drifa, says Regan? Is she merely the victim of a god's impetuous nature? I am never impetuous, Regan. Well, occasionally, perhaps. But bring her. We shall ascend Odin's high seat. Though the All-Father is gone, I would take comfort in his lingering presence. And perhaps some benefit may yet be derived from such a holy place. And we see in the background the big spire of Hlidskjalf sticking up above the kind of the ruins of, of Asgard. So this didn't get destroyed in the battle. So he uh, goes and, and he activates the, the Stargate that goes up to the top. <laughs> and uh, Ragn is following him, carrying up Drifa's body. And Thor says, I've only done this with goats before. Follow me. And the Stargate opens with a cracked. And as Reagan is entering the Stargate, he says, Goats? <laughs> and he uh, comes through. And as he comes out, he's saying, Goats? And Thor says, uh, One of my skills. Before the gods' deaths, I was Asgard's principal defender and rode into battle against the Jotuns in my war cart, pulled by my goats, Tangrisnir and Tangnoster. Uh, so, yeah, the, the goats, as we saw, and, and we've seen in the Marvel books as well. I traveled the nine worlds, and when I made camp, I butchered my goats and I ate well, but I kept the skin and the bones intact. In the morning, I blessed the remains, and the goats sprang up again, unhurt and refreshed. So, so this is something that we've, we've actually read about in, in the original myths, and, and in the past, of course, on the show, I've referred to it many times. But the, here we have like a, a recap, and it, it's showing Thor when he was alive, and he's doing this with, with his goats. Now I have slain your daughter, so lay her on the high seat. And Regan does, and he's uh, saying, kind of muttering to himself, Goats, I swear, if goats. Step away, says Thor, and he uh, raises up Mjolnir, and he, uh, I guess he, I don't know what's going on here. I guess he's pulling down lightning, or I don't know. Anyway, it's a huge sound effect. Krakathoom! 
and uh, it appears that Drifa is back to life again. So, apparently one of Thor's abilities in this universe is bringing back uh, people from the dead. Now, I don't remember that being a uh, ability of Thor in the original mythology. I believe that that was the, the sack that he held the goats in. And you know the, the sack would only work if you didn't break the goat's bones. So one of one of the goats, remember? Yeah. Anyway. So uh, anyway. So Drifa appears to be alive, and she looks up, her eyes open, and she's like, "Papa." And Reagan is like, "Drifa, Papa." And she kind of goes towards him and, and gives him a hug. And, and Reagan says, "Oh, my child, my darling child." And and they're hugging. And uh, so, you know, they're all happy and shit. And Thor has turned away and is kind of looking down off the uh, the heights of Hlidskjalf. They come up behind Thor, the, the two dark elves, and, and uh, the girl speaks. I didn't foresee this, my lord Thor. You are dark. Your way's hidden to me. Just call me Thor, Drifa. But Thor, why, says Regan? To protect your daughter and to keep you focused on the fire starters. If Drifa had been alive, you would have been too distracted trying to protect her and died yourself. I might have died as well. It was our only chance. The Firestarters ignored her body, just one more corpse in Asgard to them. I'm tired, says Thor. I haven't done that reviving trick in centuries. Now, look out from the high seat to the distant lands. Behold the fortified hold of the Lord of the Dead. Angantyr. Gathering more Draugar every day. We need to talk. I too would have words with him, says Regan. And we, we see that Thor has opened up like a voyeuroscope picture of the, uh, you know, the, the hold of the Lord of the Dead. And it looks like it's an unfinished tower. Lots of uh, zombies hanging around apparently out there. And it's like a tent city of zombies is what it looks like here. Or maybe they're A-frames because they, they're awfully big to be tents. But anyway... Um, Thor says, and we shall visit him together. I had thought to wait for Ratatosk, but he has not yet appeared. And we then shift scenes, and it says, elsewhere in the Dusklands, not many leagues from Angantyr's hold, we have some dwarves. Yes, they are very recognizably dwarves, and they are wearing, like, hard hats with lights on them, and they're looking very much like World of Warcraft dwarves, actually. <laughs> and they're uh, they're doing dwarf things, building uh, you know, Stargate, and I guess that's what dwarves do in this, in this book. And uh, they're tapping on, on hammers, on spikes, and going squick, 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 uh, turning screws in, and they're, they're building this thing. One of the uh, dwarves says, Almost done. Anyone have an extra set of... And there's a noise coming from behind him, and it turns out to be this big blue giant dude. And uh, they, they turn around, and they're like, A Jotun! Damn! Steam cannons! Quick! And they pull these uh, blaster-type guns out, and they're, they're shooting at the, uh, the Jotun, going plocked, and blatham, and pock, pock, pock. And the, uh, the the bullets or whatever they are, I guess they're like incendiary shells or something. They hit the, the Jotun, uh, they shatter his arm, which apparently is made of ice. And the, the Jotun recoils and is going, Gah! 
But then he they, he reaches out with his other hand with a foot kick 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 kick, and he um, he uh, swipes all the dwarves aside and using his I guess Jotun abilities has frozen them all solid. So uh, there's a kirk kirk kick kick sound effect as they are, are frozen, and the Jotun picks them up and um, he says, "Oh." Dwarf sickles, which uh, is a very Earth-like thing to say, isn't it? I mean, they, do they know what popsicles are in uh, in Asgard? I don't think so. Not even in this reality. Anyway, so um, we cut back to where uh, Thor and Ragn and Drifa are, and basically says, "Meanwhile, in Asgard, I had expected that scamp to be here when I arrived. If only to insult me, he enjoys it." And so do I. <laughs> uh, Drifa says, Papa, it's all right, child. Ratatosk is already here, Thor. Fetch him, Drifa. And he um, finds that uh, you know, Ratatosk is dead. I don't know, was, was she carrying the dead squirrel around with her? I'm not really sure. But anyway, she uh, fetches uh, the dead Ratatosk and, and brings it to Thor. And he's like, what's this? A sword cut is kind of glaring at, at the body. And it, it says here, somewhere beyond the shards of the rainbow, there's a deepening rumble of thunder. We get a bit of Kirby crackle here. Simonson's not really one for Kirby crackle. So this is, this is a little bit unusual. So anyway, so we got a little bit of Kirby crackle happening here. And we have a, a thunderstorm in truth actually starting. Uh, Thor's eyes are glowing and uh, striking lightning down, and there's a crack a boom of, of thunder, and Thor's eyes narrow, and they're glowing red. He's really angry. He's like, you killed him! Uh, because, obviously, the, the sword strike, you know, the killed Ratatosk came from Reagan. And uh, Drifa's like, Thor, Thor, please. It was an accident. And Thor calms down a little bit. His eyes stop glowing quite as red. And it looks like the rain is stopping as well. Her father, um, Reagan, is, is kind of bowing down in front of Thor in submission. And uh, Reagan's saying, It was my fault. I thought there was a spy behind a boulder. I struck without looking. A spy? Well, Ratatosk was my father's creature. Perhaps you were not so far off the mark. I'm sorry about losing my temper, Drifa. I'm working on that. Not very successfully so far. And uh, he reaches down towards uh, Reagan. He says, stand up, Reagan. The days of ceremony are over. And uh, Drifa says, can't you bring Ratatosk back like me? No, Drifa. Those whom I slay with Mjolnir are the only ones affected by its magic. My father might have revived him. His knowledge of life and death was deep. But Ratatosk is beyond my help. We shall see him properly home, you and I. He was dear to me. He kept me alive for centuries with the nectar from the apples, and he did not suffer fools gladly. I shall miss his wit, his sarcasm. He was the last of my own kind here in these dusklands. Are you going to put him on the lightning pyre? What would you have me do? Build a little barrow for him, just in case. A singular mark of distinction for such a singular creature. Very well. You may do the honors. Sleep well, little Ratatosk. 
and we see Drifa, and she's gets a little shovel, and she wraps up Ratatosk in a uh, blanket, looks like, or like a horse blanket, and then makes a little barrow, a little tomb for, for Ratatosk, and uh, puts a little, like a tombstone on top, and um, yeah, we can see that uh, she cries a little bit as she says farewell. And they're they're done with their little uh, little funeral for Ratatosk, and uh, Thor says, uh, "Now, on to our other business." Thor says, "Rain, my goats. I would find their remains. Perhaps I might still be able to restore them, despite the centuries gone by." Over there, is that? I, the serpent's thrice cursed tongue, broken and burned beyond all healing. So, yeah, so I guess they found the uh, the goats, but they're, yeah, not not salvageable, I guess, in this case. But I have a thought. Lady, Fury, a word with you both. I have a great boon to ask. If I fail, I will lay your remains in the lightning pyre, honored beside the Aesir. If I succeed, you will become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. But thou hast my solemn oath. I will ne'er butcher thee, and the um, <laughs> the one of the one of the horse lizard things goes snort, and Thor says, "I'm glad you think that's funny." Thor's getting ready to do some sort of a, a ceremony or some sort of a trend, yeah, you know, just some sort of spell with his hammer, and he says, uh, "But I am grateful. Now stand among the bones and close your eyes." And the uh, the two lizard horse things do. They stand among the the bones of the goats, and Thor is like shooting lightning or magic or whatever out of the hammer. And there's a creak, and we see the the horse lizard things standing among the bones. And it looks like the the lizard horse things and the goat bones are combining. So. Uh, they're, they're, it's like they're changing into goats, but not really. They're just kind of weird lizard goat horse things now. Um, so very strange. But anyway, there's a uh, crack of thoom as they uh, transform into these weird goat hybrid things. There's a whole page here, two whole pages of, of Thor changing them. So, so this is going to be a short episode. And uh, another thoom as... Um, he completes the spell, and yes, they, they become all shaggy like goats, and they have now the, the goat horns and the goat hooves. Yeah, so basically they're, they're hybrids now with, um, uh, with the Thor's goats, so they probably have like Thor's goats' powers, like flying or whatever, and Thor's all glad, and he says, Success! Lady! Fury! Thank you! You have Thor's blessing for whatever that might be worth these days. Now mount up, my companions! We ride for Angantyr's hold. Take a tight grip. And Regan has this look on his face like he's not really happy that his horse has been changed into this weird goat thing. But anyway, uh, Thor says, we will be traveling faster than you dream. And uh, Regan and Andrifa jump onto uh, Fury. And um, Drifa's like, how is that possible? And Thor says, because we're going to fly. And the, uh, the goat horse lizard things take off over the ground and they are flying, a la Santa's reindeer. And uh, they take off into the air and we see 
In the last few panels, the uh, barrow that uh, Drifa built for, for the squirrel, and we get a, uh, a sort of uh, thought balloon coming out of it and then swearing. So something is alive inside Ratatosk's burrow. I'm assuming that is Ratatosk. And we have to be continued. And uh, yeah, so that is the end of the story here in this issue. But of course, we do have the Walt Simonson Art Gallery on the next eight pages. And again, this is like last issue where they show four pages from the issue and presented uh, side by side, first in pencil and then and then fully completed. So you can kind of see how um, how Simonson works and and how how his structure drawings are and and how it looks with the inks and all that without the color. So yeah, I mean it's it's interesting, but we've already seen this last time. Uh, we have on the next page a, a tribute to Darwin Cook, who yeah he died uh, shortly before this issue came out. The question is, Tom, what did you think about this issue? Okay, well, just a few thoughts about it, because of course, I, you know, I, I haven't had a lot to say about these issues. They're, they're beautiful to look at, amazing. I, I like the, the ink to work way more than the original pencils. I think Simonson has moved to uh, a very loose penciling style that I think just looks better when it's finished. I mean, I mean, I love his work regardless, but, you know, hey, um, it, it's definitely better when it's slicker and it actually looks really really good and 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 of course Simonson is doing his own ink so that you know that's awesome uh so it, nobody inks Simonson like Simonson so it's great great stuff um I love the funny moment right at the end with Ratatosk waking up in his barrow I thought that that's a, a kind of a cute touch uh, hopefully we'll get to see lots more of Ratatosk. He was fun uh, in the beginning of the series when we saw him in the first uh, few issues. And, and hopefully he'll uh, continue to be a kind of an interesting character. I like how they're kind of moving towards this idea of bringing back more of Asgard. So in this case, we kind of sort of bring back his goats, uh, sort of. Um, but at least we have like the essence of his goats. And I have a feeling... I don't know this for sure because I don't know what Simonson has planned, but I have a feeling that we're going to start seeing other Asgardian things start to be brought back. Maybe that's what's going to happen ultimately. There's going to bring back Asgard, bring back some of the gods, bring back maybe some new gods, create some new ones. I don't know. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But anyway, I am enjoying the ride. And as always, it's beautifully a drawn and written issue and looking forward to more. All right, so that is it for this week. Once again, folks, thanks very much for listening. We really do appreciate it. And of course, if you want to email the show, you can do so. Email RadioFreeAsgard at gmail.com. You can also join us over on Facebook. Just look for us there and you will find us. With that, I am back over the Rainbow Bridge, back to Midgard, and we'll see you next time here on Radio Free Asgard. Radio Free Asgard is copyright Tom Harris USA Productions, which is totally responsible for its content. The characters, stories, and situations presented on this program are copyright their respective copyright holders and are presented for entertainment, review, and educational purposes only. No ownership is implied. We make no money from this podcast and the contents are believed to be covered under fair use. If you like what you've heard on today's program, we'd appreciate it if you leave us an iTunes review Send us an email with your feedback. Tell your friends, if you have any, 
or annoy your coworkers with our incoherent ramblings and silly voices. Thanks once again for listening to Radio Free Asgard.